They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. thrill is gone away. Where did it go? The thrill is gone, baby. Who are you calling, baby? The thrill is gone away. I want it back. You know you've done me wrong now, baby. And you'll be sorry someday. Turned out really creepy. Oh, it was so creepy. <laughs> Creepier than I thought. No kidding. Welcome, everybody. It is your favorite podcast. It's Thoughts That Rock, where we exchange two pieces of life-changing advice squeezed into... Whatever, 30 to 40. 30 to 40 minutes, somewhere mm-hmm. in that ballpark. Listen, we have a sponsor. Yeah, who is for it? this episode. Our sponsor for this episode is... Uh, Swiffer Wet Jet. Swiffer Wet Jet. Nice. I do. Swiffer Wet Jet Floor Spray Mop gives you a clean on virtually any floor in your home. Mm -hmm. A great clean. With a unique dual nozzle sprayer, Jim. (laughs) This is an all-in-one mopping system that breaks up and dissolves tough messes for a powerful clean. You know, it just doesn't loosen dirt. (laughs) It lifts it straight off the floor. Pulling dirt and grime into the wet jet pad, locking it away for good. Swiffer Wet Jet, the sponsor for this episode. Almost as if you're reading it right from the website. What are you talking about? It's by memory. Amazing. Obviously, this podcast is a fantastic way to get some free, free, I say, weekly leadership. Um, But listen, if you want something a little bit more, you want something fully customized, we have an experience for you, and we call it... Certified rock star. Yeah, so this is our edutaining culture and leadership training program that Brant and I do. And uh, we got different versions. We got a half day. Yep. We got a full day. Yes, we do. We have a multi-day mastermind. Mm -hmm. And now we have this awesome interactive virtual version. If you're interested in getting something a little bit more than what you're hearing right now, check it out at certifiedrockstar.com. And by the way, do us a huge favor. Listen, if you like the show, please... Take a moment and just give us a five-star rating and a written review. Believe it or not, you know, it helps. It helps us a lot. It means a lot to us. But, you know, the fact that a few words from you will go a long way. It helps us grow the show. And that way we can give away a little bit more money to who? 
Uh, well, I was going to say, how else do we chart in Uzbekistan without right. those reviews? And we think that one listener, <laughs> he right. or she, we don't know who we don't know that who. person is. We don't know who. But they're loyal. That is true. Thoughts that rock help support Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. Please go check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org. Yeah, those guys are fantastic. And listen, we know how busy you are. Yep. I mean, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life and just trying to step away and amp up your life personally, professionally, a little nugget of wisdom, we like to yes. say. They are so hard to come by. Mm-hmm. We get it. And, you know, honestly, it doesn't even matter what you're doing right now. You're nope. probably doing two things at once. You're yep. listening to the show, but you yep. could also be, I don't know, boiling peanuts. Ooh. Oh, ow. Maybe you're building an American Ninja Warrior obstacle course in your backyard. Ow, my hand. Maybe you're preparing for a luau. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do this. Bubble. Our guest today is one of our favorite people. It is Aaron King, who is not just an international keynote speaker, three-time entrepreneur, but also the best-selling author of Digital Persuasion, mm-hmm. Sell Smarter in the Modern Marketplace. Aaron Welcome home. Welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We are so excited. Um, long been admirers. If you are not familiar with Erin, um, she is everywhere. So you just just go on social media and take a look. We're going to give you sort of her full bio in the show notes. But a couple of cool highlights that I love. These are, these are some really fun things. So first... She's been hired by, gosh, just a ton of rock star brands to sort of elevate their digital communication style. And uh, these like the Academy Awards and the Navy and Disney and Visa and Hilton and gosh, it just goes on. Even Mutual of Omaha. Mm-hmm. Are they the steak people? Yeah. Or are they the Wild Kingdom people? They're the Wild Kingdom people. <laughs> yeah. That's I, it. I they're, the wild, they're the Wild Kingdom people. <laughs> yes. And actually, when I was in Omaha doing the keynote for their sales meeting, they had a fun event at the Wild Kingdom afterwards. Ooh. And it was actually really fun. <laughs> I love that. I guess if people yeah. were to confuse them, that would be a problem. <laughs> wild <laughs> Kingdom, and then, you know, you get the yeah, Omaha steaks. steaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Not good. <laughs> no. Not good. She, uh, <laughs> She founded uh, the Socialite Agency, the world's only social media firm specializing exclusively in live events. She's helped, gosh, Fortune 100 brands catapult their social media success. Mm-hmm. At 25, at only 25 years old, she started the Jump Digital Media, uh, building websites for big brands like Whole Foods and Black & Decker. She started PMS.com, which is a subscription yep. model for women's monthly healthcare <laughs> supplies, which launched yep. the internet's largest social media community around the subject of menstruation and yeah. here's here's my favorite here's my favorite yeah bring it what is this? former world champion irish step dancer boom are you kidding me right now <laughs> that's that might be a first for us i want to rip my shirt off and tie that <laughs> i'm sorry bandana around my head and michael flatly the shit out of this bitch right now <laughs> please <laughs> You know, it's actually funny. I was down at the NSA chapter in Dallas a few years ago, and halfway through my keynote, we just did a full-on Irish step dancing lesson, and we had (laughs) we had Gary 
Gary Rifkin and Kate Delaney and Christine Cashian and Michael Hoffman. Everyone was Irish step dancing and it was hysterical. How fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Most of our yeah. dancing happens on the top of bars, but we can still Irish step yeah, dance that <laughs> as well. We uh, Listen, we're going to jump straight to the meat and potatoes, Aaron. You know how we do things here. So um, the floor is yours. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock. Number one. Mm. Well, my thought that rocks comes from my Irish grandmother, mm-hmm. Nana. Bless mm-hmm. her heart. She is 84 years old. Ah. And I think it was back in high school. And, you know, some of the mean girl stuff was going on. And she looked at me and she said, love, it's better to be somebody's shot of whiskey than everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is cool. And I was like, oh I'm like, God. okay, I'm 16. Is she advocating that I start drinking whiskey? I'm not following the analogy 100%. But, um, but yeah, and I'll never forget that, that piece of advice. And, and Nana, you know, very smart lady, came over from Ireland on a boat when she was 10. She, uh, she's right. I mean, that really is, I think, one of the most rocking thoughts you can have. Well, you know, anyone that's followed you for any length of time, you know, I, I consider you to be a disruptor in a very good way, right? You are sort of somebody who comes in and shakes things up, but really gets people to sort of shine in their own authentic way. And um, you have always been sort of a big proponent of that, of being who you are and letting that shine through. I would imagine that this advice is really where a lot of that has come from, right? Because you've basically built an entire career out of that advice. Yes. Um, I would say so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, especially during these crazy emotional times, the internet has always been a, a very scary place with lots of positivity and lots of negativity. And um, I think that it really is right now more than ever an emotional landmine. And so just talking to whether it's friends or clients, everyone has this big fear, um, this limiting belief of, well, gosh, what if I post something or share something or say something or do something and someone doesn't like it or yeah. someone gets offended or, you know, I get a negative response. And it's like, guess what? That's 100 percent going to happen. Yes. Because, like, So, you know, and I don't know if you guys saw John Krasinski's Good News Network. Which oh, love it. Yeah. Okay, so one of his videos, I think it was like a second or third episode, and I'm like, this guy is a hero of the internet right now. He's winning the internet. This is exactly what the world needs. It's good news. It's positive. It made you smile. It's incredible. And he got 4,000 thumbs down on YouTube. (laughs) That's crazy. And and, and like 20 million likes. And and all of a sudden, I'm like, if John Krasinski, if Jim from The Office cannot make the internet happy, (laughs) no one can make the internet happy. That's the truth. Yeah, and look at the I disparity of the numbers, though. You said it best. I yeah. mean, what was it? 20 million love him, yes. you know, but a couple thousand don't like him. Yes. Who cares? Don't like good news. Don't like yeah. good news. That's don't right. Positivity. So and that was a really interesting moment during these times when I saw that. And it's just a good reminder that to sort of free yourself from this unrealistic expectation of making everyone happy. And, and everyone's not going to like you. And especially being a woman on the Internet, I mean, you guys would not believe. Well, maybe maybe you would, but the DMs that I get. There are some mean Ugh. people out there. Mm. And so you have to just release this this idea of, gosh, I want to have this you know perfectly crafted image. I want to have this perfectly cultivated brand. I want to control my brand. Like that is an illusion. Control is totally an illusion, especially yeah. online. So I think it's a really um, 
liberating thought to think to yourself, I'd rather just be someone's shot of whiskey. I mean, if you if you like Jameson, if you you know, if you like McAllen, whatever your jam is, like rip it, get excited and go for it. And some people that your people, the right people are going to gravitate towards that. So just do you and release the rest. I'm going to stop editing my TikTok dances after this conversation, <laughs> and I'm just going to well, let just let them fly. <laughs> just let them fly. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, first off, Nana is brilliant. Yes, right. She she's got it right, <laughs> and you're that. right. You could probably, I would guess, you could use this in almost any situation. I I do think when you first shared this with us, I'm thinking about the three of us. I mean, as speakers, authors, entrepreneurs. You're not going to be able to please everybody, right? But I no. think in the world that we play in, none of us want to be middle of the road. We do not want to be safe to the point of, I would say, mediocrity. You know, and, and mm-hmm. you, you want to push conversations. You want to explore what could be. You know, I just think that that chances have to be taken, or else everything's always going to be the same. And so, we're constantly pushing those buttons. And I'm actually looking over my shoulder. There's a book that uh, Marcus Buckingham with Gallup wrote called first break all the rules. And I love Mm. this idea because he's basically saying, listen, if it isn't broke, you should break it anyway. You should be constantly looking for ways to make it better. And I think, you know, again, whoever in the audience, I think anybody could look at that idea from Nana and say, you're not going to be able to please everybody, but you should be true and authentic to yourself and your values and go out there and stick your neck out and talk about the things that are, important to you and uh you know let the chips i guess fall where they may yeah and i love that and and i think it's so it's so much easier said than done because you know we want we want love we want approval especially during these times we crave connection we crave that whether it's the endorphin hit you know or the dopamine hit from getting likes and you know when you post that one video or that one photo and everyone's really stoked on it of course it makes you feel good Mm -hmm. you know and then of course you know you get up there and, you know, you're rocking your keynote speech. You get the standing ovation. Everyone loves you. You feel like a rock star back in the old days. And and then all of a sudden, you know, you get that one negative comment or that one person crossing their yep. arms in the front row looking at you. And we tend to focus on that one piece of negative feedback and forget all the rest. And it's like, it's just, you know, I'm not saying you should go out there and just be like, and I'm amazing. I don't give an F all the time self-centered asshole. But there's definitely a little bit of audacity that that comes with being able to to do you and you know i think it's interesting i love the word audacity because it's kind of like confidence's older bolder cousin <laughs> you know like like confidence is like okay you're being confident you know you're, what you're doing but audacity is you know daring boldly and daring greatly even if it might offend or shock somebody yeah you know and and, and that's kind of i think you know ramping it up a notch a little bit so like if you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to figure out, you know, who am I? What's my brand, my message? What am I trying to say? Like, like if you're not making someone a little uncomfortable or if you're not pushing someone to the point that maybe they're a little annoyed or offended or even shocked, it probably isn't that interesting. So it's funny you say that because one of my favorite musicals is a musical called 1776 and basically it's pulled from actual historical (laughs) brands rolling his eyes over here because i said the word musical but you think about like john (laughs) adams founding father the second president of the united states he basically said listen for us to have a revolution somebody's got to be offended if you want change you're gonna have to offend somebody and 
I, I've shared this before with Brand, and I would guess, Aaron, you, you maybe go through the same thing. For me, it's a little bit different. I use this 90 10 10. You know, for me, I, I want to be able to go above and beyond the 100%. But I do know that probably whenever I'm speaking on a stage, because I do get louder, I ramp it up, I'm fast, I'm aggressive, I'm with, you know, wearing the blue jeans and the spiky hair. I bet you 90% of the people I can resonate with. But there's this group, there's probably 5% who I'm just not going to be their cup of tea. I'm just not. And, yep. and maybe there's yep. a 5% that will be completely gaga. They're, they're brand ambassadors for whatever we're going to do. I, I'm still trying to get to, you know, the, the 5% who just don't like what I'm, I'm providing. But if you cater to them, right, if you lower the yeah. bar and try to get down yeah. to their level, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of, of being ensconced in mediocrity. I just am. So I yeah. cater to the to the 90% and go, I'm going for the ones that I'll resonate and the ones that will go crazy for me. Well, but That's exactly what I just totally. did, right? So I just had um, the first book review of the new book come out. Yeah. Super excited. One. It was yeah, from, it it. Was from a librarian, I might add, which for some reason gives it more weight to me. Yes. Um, Absolutely. In my head, it's somebody that is like, you know, they put, pull their glasses down and bite the corner of them and they're like, let me talk to you about this book. Um, they, uh, interesting. What, what, what were they wearing? Fine. Never mind. That's from a different fantasy. Right. Um, but the idea was, was it took a hard left. Yes. Uh, so the, he was like, this is the single greatest book on core values I have ever read in 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I was wow. like, Oh my gosh, the very next review number two, I couldn't get through this book. <laughs> And I'm like, first of all, it's like a hundred pages. It's basically a book full of memes. What the hell's the matter with you? And and so I did what everybody does. I got on uh, Instagram and went on a little rant and screamed bloody murder at that guy's name and told him to go f himself. And then uh, let it go, you know. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's to Jim's point. We all, I mean, we care, right? Even though we can't yeah. reach. I mean, trust me, I am sure John Krasinski is like, 4,000 people? That pisses me off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Exactly. If you didn't well, care about it, you wouldn't do anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so what, what you're describing is what I love about guys. I call it a dudeitude. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like dudes are better at having a dudeitude. And a dudeitude is just like, okay, you know what? I showed up. And I rocked it, and most people liked it, so I'm the shit. Like, and I love that because I think we all need more of a dude too, you know? Like, especially women, you know? Because, like, like I mean, think about like the like the grossest guys that will hit on the hottest girls, and you're just like, that is so impressive. Like, that's a dudeitude, you know? Like, and then you have these beautiful women sometimes that are like, I don't know if he likes me. Is he gonna call me? And you're like, oh my gosh! Like, I wish women would embrace more of that stage swagger that they loved it you know what I mean like I, I, I admire that about men so much and it's a huge generalization obviously but for the most part I think that I think a lot of women could use a little more of that a little more confidence and a little more releasing this kind of you know I don't know ghost your inner good girl you know be don't be a pleaser you know don't worry about it do you and show up and and the right people will be attracted. They will be pulled towards your message and pulled towards your mes your mission. I mean, I really believe that. Well, we agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs>
And that this is, is a due to two thing to say. This is the. Awesome. I love it. Oh my I gosh. Love it. So I really do. Jim is sitting here. Like, you, you talk about audacity, and Jim goes to musicals. And I, I am literally on the edge of my seat going, how am I going to tear him down right now? And I'm like, the audacity of him wearing this halter top during this episode is just unbelievable. Completely wrong. But, you know, it's funny to me because you you say that, but it is absolutely true. And, you know, we were sitting here, we were all locked into rooms here, so we're a little bit crazy of of not being able to get out and do what we love to do. Sure. But... um, you know, Things are getting weird. Yeah, it, it, the swagger <laughs> is starting to grow at an exponential <laughs> rate. At a concerning rate. <laughs> it is, and I'm li- I'm literally going. And this is a conversation I was having with myself the other day, and this shows you how big of an asshole I can be at times. Is is I'm literally going. What if I What if I was introduced almost like. A wrestler. <laughs> I am like, I want people to be like, ladies and gentlemen, the minister of razzle dazzle, the doctor of deliciousness himself. It's Brant Menswar. Like, I am literally thinking, can I get somebody to introduce me that way <laughs> to Thunderstruck playing in the background? E- even better, you should record your own introduction. Yeah, you should do your own. That would be a damn oh, two show. The level of deep... I'd have to walk out with a belt buckle that said douchebag if I if I were to record my own intro like that. But I'm the scary sorry. thing is, Brant, the scary thing is, is that you would do that and there would be the shot of whiskey... <laughs> I'd have every out. Grant Cardone follower on the planet is what I would have. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the scary thing, right? It's like, you're like, oh, I love myself. And people are like, you do. Okay. Maybe we do too. <laughs> that's right? right. Like, it's like, like, it's like you're, they're on board the train because you're driving it, you know, that's it. I think that you, you know, you do sell yourself short a little bit because I've, I've seen a lot of videos. You and I have not had a chance to meet yet, but I've seen a lot of the stuff that you have online. And I know you're part of the she noters. And I think about the people in this group. Yes. Yes. You think about Tamsin Webster and, and how smart she is. And she's so confident on stage and actually her podcast has really helped out. I think a lot of people that are in, whether they're keynoting or free noting, we like to say, but yep. also Neen James, you know, we've had Neen on the show and uh, I think she, love her. she, 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 honestly, I think she epitomized exactly what you're saying. She has barriers and said, yep. I've just overcome that and I'm going to be myself and be confident. Yep. And she's got a swagger about her because she can back it up. She can back yep. it up with content, with delivery, with real value. So you know, you're right. And Tammy uh, you, Evans. Tammy Evans. Evans yep. Tammy Evans, who is a masterful yeah. performer. Yep. She is she is the the absolute godmother of what a polished on stage experience looks like. And yeah. she can bring the house down. So we have sort of this interesting foursome. So Tamsin's obviously the academic. You know, she's <laughs> director of TEDx Cambridge. She uses five syllable words in normal oh, yeah. sentences. Oh yeah. I had my I had literally Google <laughs> open whenever I hang out with her just to understand what anything yes. means. And I was an English major, so she's really smart. Um, then you have Neem, who's this sassy Aussie and the best part about Mean James is like if she loves you, she loves you with a fiercity that she would take a bullet for you. Yep. But if she doesn't like you, you know immediately and you are terrified of her. I, I am. Mean, 
so awesome. And then you have Tammy with her big, beautiful blue eyes and her hilarious sense of humor. And we'll just text like a line from a keynote or, you know, we'll send her a joke or a bit. And in one second, she's made it better. She punches things up instantly. And you're just like, how do you do that? So I feel, I don't know where I come in, but I, I really love hanging out with these gals. And I feel very lucky to be part of the crew. Well, the point I'm making is, look, you four are, are you know, very rare do people get a chance to stand up and talk in front of other people because it's the biggest fear of all humans right the four of you in your own way and collectively you are impacting and influencing other people to do exactly what your nana said which is be (laughs) yourself and be authentic and and you do not have to shirk away from it and and sort of be middle of the road vanilla ice cream and i love that i think it's fantastic yeah and i think you know it's interesting i think what really holds more people back from not doing what we do i really feel like is people are just so afraid of that negative feedback i mean they really yeah. fear that disapproval and and i don't know if it's from you know childhood or looking at everyone else's highlight reel on social media which hashtag instagram is bullshit like mm-hmm. yeah. i mean you know i don't know what it is but i feel like more and more instead of getting more powerful i feel like you know spending too much time scrolling is really bad for your mental health because oh, yeah. i agree you're looking at everyone and everyone else looks like they're the 30-year whiskey and you're some sad you know brand <laughs> nobody cares that yes. no one's buying on the shelf and i mean you got to be really careful whether you're a, a dudeitude or a gal who you know is hearing less go girl more no girl you know whoever you are you got to be really careful with that and protect your heart and and make those deposits of you know, I love this concept. My friend Judy Holler wrote a book called Fear is My Homeboy. And actually, she'd be a great guest for the show. She is sassy and she's so smart. And um, she has this thing she does where she puts little post-it notes on her mirror at hotels when she's traveling, back in the old days, at her house before her podcast, you know, before she does anything. She has these post-it notes like, you're awesome, you're worthy, you're brilliant, you rock, you know, all this stuff. And she has one in mirror and she recites these affirmations to herself before she jumps on stage, virtually or real. And I think that's so cool to make those little intentional deposits of like little like you know, internal high fives to yourself to kind of because like if no one else is doing that for you, you got to do it for yourself. I have a friend of mine who does the same thing. And when he travels, he leaves them for everybody else. They're in the hotel room. They're on the mirror. They're on the phone. Oh, so somebody awesome. else is going to see it, and he's not even going to be around. <laughs> I, I love, love that. that. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so this probably so um, fits in well, too, I think, with our thought because, you know, it's really about, you know, since you're talking about being authentic and, and not sort of skirting away from from being yourself. And I think this is, uh, this is something that fit very well with, uh, with what you're doing. Brant, what is our thought this week? I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, our thought this week comes from the great philosopher Bono. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the thought, <laughs> right? The thought is this. Thoughts that rock number two. Uh, to be one, to be united is a great thing. But respect the right to be different is maybe even greater. Mm. And I think we probably are in the midst of watching that come to life, uh, you know, with all the uh, unrest, yeah, yeah, with all the unrest that's happening right now. Right. And so for me, I think it's, you know, on one side, it's easy to look at that and go, Oh yeah. You know, respect someone's, you know, opinion and their opportunity to be different. And that's fine. As long as they believe what you believe. <laughs> 
And Gosh, that, that's a right? huge insight. That's huge. You know, I, I love that so much. I love that actually the most of anything that we've talked about so far. You know, right now, I swear, I posted something the other day about um, biking and I had a mask on because we have these really small trails here in Laguna Beach and everyone's shoulder to shoulder. And it's just like a coughing, yeah. breathing hard, running, yeah. biking, just cesspool of all the things. It's a petri dish. Yeah. So I posted about, you know, wear your mask. Yeah, your glasses fog up. Yes, it's sweaty and gross, but you know what's grosser? You know what's worse? Killing someone's grandma. Yeah. So I put that on Instagram, and I really meant it. So I was really like, gosh, I saw 50 people without masks. I got probably 300 DMs of like, yes, girl, go, girl, agreed. We got to do this thing. We're all in this together. And then I probably got 100 DMs from people that are like, what's wrong with you? You're outside. It's a hoax. Cronin's <laughs> tires, all this stuff. And that's just, it's so interesting because, I mean, look, if it's your party, it's your playlist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wherever that. you are, if it's your party, if you're, if someone's at your house, you know, you're playing, you want to play Bono, you want to rock YouTube on repeat, you want to play the, the music that he forced all of us to have on our Apple iPhones or whatever. Fine. Okay. You play Bloody Sunday till the cows come home. But if you want to play Jack Johnson, you want to play whatever. Great. But the thing is, it's like so much easier to ask for that respect than to return it. Yeah. And I mean, I'll even say right now with travel and stuff, you know, I have friends that are that are traveling up a storm. I have a gal that went to Cabo. I have another gal that, you know, is all over the place. She's going here and there. And I'm thinking, gosh, we're on like lockdown quarantine here. Yep. But it's like, she's going to do her and I got to do me. And I can't just because I have a certain belief system, like who am I to enforce that upon her? And so I really, I love that, that phrase of respecting the right to be different. And if we all did that, gosh, could you imagine? Uh, yeah. I, I think the challenge comes when, whatever their choice to be different becomes a threat to someone else. Right. And that's where it gets so crazy difficult right now. And this is, you know, I was, I told Jim, I, I just, I wrote this article um, a couple of days ago uh, about how to escape a social media assassin. Um, <laughs> and, <clears throat> um, I gotta read that. And, and this idea came from, you know, I've, I've had like this, the last couple of weeks, just like this overwhelming sense of heaviness. Right. And so yeah, I thought, well, maybe it's, it's the, you know, mass gate 2020, it's the Rona, mm -hmm. it's the, you know, it's whatever's had black Lives matter, you know, all people posting just ignorant things. And you're like, come on people, this is right. insane. And, and what I realized that heaviness that I felt was I was mourning. I was mourning yeah relationships with people that I love that I know will never be the same. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the hard part, right? Because it's, it's not just about respecting somebody's choice to be different. I got no problem with that. But if you're going to say something that violates one of my non-negotiables, I have a massive problem with that. And mm. that's, that's where I had to draw the line and yeah, you know, it, it's ugly it's and hard. Yeah, and it's it's the corona lens, right? Yeah. It's this like lens that you're seeing certain people through. I mean, we we were out, um, we lived out in Orange County, and and we like to spend a lot of time in the water. We fish and we dive and we surf, and we have this you know little boat that we take around to the island and stuff. And we were out in our boat with two of our friends, you know, socially distanced. We're not really hanging out with many people, but you know, if you're outside, you get the breeze, whatever. So we're on the boat and. And these two friends of ours that we've known for years, that we thought we knew so well, they launched into this mega crazy rant about feeling oppressed about wearing masks in public. Yeah. 
And we had no idea that they felt this way. And we had known them for years. Like we yeah. know their parents. And, yeah. and it was that exact moment that you're describing, Brant, yeah. where it's like, gosh, I'm never going to be able to unhear this conversation. Yeah. And I love you and I respect you, but to, I just, I can't, I can't see you in the same light. Like I've now seen you through this Corona lens and I wish I hadn't, and I wish I could rewind yeah. time, but you can't. And it's, it's tough. It's complex. It is. It, it's something that, you know, we had Don Yeager on, um, gosh, one of our first mm -hmm. 10 episodes or whatever it was. Don Yeager is a uh, 11 time New York times bestselling author and associated or sports illustrated. He's, I mean, the dude's amazing. He's lived with, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Walter Payton, the last couple of months of his life, he's, he's, uh, was personally mentored by John Wooden for a decade. Uh, his life is amazing. And, and unfortunately he's actually had gotten, uh, COVID-19 and, and almost died. I mean, he was on a, mm. on a ventilator. It was this, this crazy thing, but, but one of the things mm. that he talked about, um, when we interviewed him was this idea that, and he learned this from John Wooden about who's, who's in your inner five, who are you investing the most amount of time in? Mm. And, and the question is, are they going where you're going? And if the answer is no, then they're not in that five. And, and what I have come to realize through this Corona lens is, um, there's a lot of people that I love and have, and have dedicated a lot of time to over the years that mm -hmm. I simply cannot do that any longer because they're not yeah. headed in that direction that yeah. I'm headed. And it's unfortunate. And it doesn't mean that I cut it's, them out of my life, but it certainly yeah. means that I reallocate how much time I'm going to spend. Yeah. And it's, and it's sad. And there's a mourning period for yeah. that, for, for who you thought that the role that person might was going to play in your life or who that person you thought was going to be for you, or even just sort of the, the vision of what you could have created together, you know? And yeah. so there is a mourning period and I believe, and, and I, I always go back to digital just because of what I do for work, but you know, that's online, offline all the time. I mean, there is some serious Marie condoing of the news feed yeah, yes. that needs to occur, yes, you know? Yes. And and it's a balance, right? Because okay, you can't just have a news feed that's all what you believe and butterfly and rainbows, because that certainly is the fuel on the fire of polarization of our nation right now, is that we are all gravitating towards option A or option B. And yeah. myself, I'm more of a hybrid. I drove a Prius. I drove the first generation Prius for nice. a long time. I like balance. <laughs> I like a little bit of everything. And um, so I think it's a balance between, you know, if there are people in your newsfeed that are certainly, they are unsparking joy, absolutely block and unfollow. But also I think don't be a wimp too. I mean, be open yeah. to understanding different perspectives because that's what makes life interesting. And that's what makes us grow and yeah. learn. And, and so I think it's that, that balance to strike. I don't think it should be all or nothing, you know? I, I think that's why, um, you know, I looked at this quote uh, around the same vein, you know, number one, I was thinking it is cool that people see things differently than I do. I, I, I appreciate that because one, I don't have all the answers, you know, two, mm -hmm. I don't mind having my mind changed where I think a lot of people, it, that is like anti against their DNA. They just, they refuse to think, Oh, I can totally see it different. And I'll use that language. If I was in a heated discussion with somebody and I learned this probably from some, I don't know, seven habits, of highly effective you know, training at some point. And I think if somebody was coming at me with an opinion and I had a different opinion, I can easily step back and go, 
man, that's awesome that you see it differently than I do. Yeah. And, and it yeah. just sort of takes the wind out of their sails, right? But but yeah. I do think, I, I did look at this quote a little bit differently. And, and I don't know if Brian knows this. I actually have this quote in my book. I use this when I'm launching one of my chapters around mm. individuality. So Aaron, I, uh, I worked at Hard Rock for 21 years. I ran training and development for them. But I wrote a book around culture, organizational culture. And one of the things that I learned is that today's workforce, they've got these key cultural drivers that are just not going to change. They want to look the way they want to look. They want to have the freedom to act outside the box without fear of some type of, you know, retribution. They want to be able to speak their minds and be heard. They want to be able to challenge the status quo. Like these are things that are very prevalent, regardless whether you're thinking millennials or Gen Z or whatever. And my point is some of these things are physical tattoos, piercings, what they wear, all that stuff. But a lot of it's attitudinal, right? And so Mm. if an employer is really in tune with wanting to reshape their company and say, I'm going to hire some real individuals who, in fact, will push back. They're not going to be yes people. And I can allow, let's say, some, I don't know, flexibility in the way they think, act, behave, whatever it is. Yeah. What you're going to get with that is a legion of brand ambassadors. So, yeah. you know, I, I love this this terminology because at Hard Rock, and even today, I still talk to people that are so different. I, you know, they're, they're misfits. And you know, if I had to quote a Barry Manilow quote, one of my favorites is he said, misfits aren't misfits around other misfits. So if you open up the <laughs> door like and allow yeah. people to behave and act and look a certain way, number one, you're going to get a lot more employees like that. But number two, you'll start to get more customers that'll go, hey, look, I'm spending money when I go to eat, drink, shop, stay, play, whatever it is. And there are people here that look and act like me. So, you know, I looked at this a little bit more organizationally than I think the bigger picture that you guys are talking about, which is critically important. But it gets back to the tactical, practical side of me, Brant. (laughs) Okay. I love that on so many levels. So let's just back it up. First of all, the greatest day of my life was my 25th birthday, which I celebrated at the Hard Rock Rehab Original. What? So let's just start there. (laughs) Um, you said rehab and hard rock. I know exactly what that day looked like. The details are a little blurry, but I'm pretty sure it was the greatest day of my life. Okay. That's the first thing. Secondly, um, with 10 of my girlfriends, I still have photos. Okay. Perfect. The second thing is that, um, I love what you're talking about with the misfits and other misfits because, you know, I have another crew that I surround myself with and it's kind of like different shots of whiskey all coming together. So um, Mike Ganino, who mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've had him on the show, and Brian Fanzo and I. The three of us are three misfit shots of whiskey, and we spent seven hours on FaceTime this past Saturday, just 48 hours Whoa. ago. <laughs> because we all, we were just going to jump on for like an hour. It was like four o'clock, and we literally, we started drinking wine and hanging out, and we talked about all the things, and we changed the world, and it's so interesting because all three of us, I mean, talk about misfits. Okay, so... If you know Brian Fanzo and Mike Ganino and myself, you can look us all up online and oh, you'll yeah. understand that we are three completely different people. I mean, we all have <laughs> different backgrounds, different political views, by the way. We have different types of, of lifestyles and interests and opinions on everything. We are literally three different kinds of M&Ms. And we, we, we have this incredible ability to hear each other out and, and kind of to your point, like, you know, we respect that we're all different and we're interested, like we're curious, like yeah. we're curious in the other kind. And do I agree with a lot of things that Brian and Mike think and believe and say? Yeah. Do I disagree with a lot? Yeah. 
but does that mean I don't like love who they are and I don't respect them as people? Like, absolutely not. And I, you walk away from these exchanges with the three of us coming from all different walks of life and all different belief systems and you feel more enriched. You feel better for it. So there really is, there's a need for both. You yeah. know, there's a need for, for all kinds of whiskey, I guess you could say. <laughs> Look at that. Bono and Aaron King, both philosophers. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I'm both Irish. <laughs> we need to have Ganino on the show. We haven't yet. I know Brandt's been yeah. on his podcast. We've had Fanzo. I mean, a lot of the, you know, of course, our, our world is so small when you get into the, the speaker author realm. But uh, what yeah. I love about it is the people that we all hang out with, none of them are middle of the road. There's nobody that is forgetful. They're, they all have their unique space. But to your point, right, you put them in a room and it supersedes whatever perhaps their political belief or their religious belief or how they want to live or whatever, we're all just humans and we respect the fact that we're all different. And I, I just think That's this right. quote epitomizes that. It's fantastic. That's so right. so here's a yeah. here's a question for you then. If I put it into this company organizational brand sort of mindset, how can a, a company provide consistent products or services yet foster individuality and have you know, a, a differentiated approach in the way that they sell their stuff or provide a service. Like how can mm. they do that without going and pointing toward hard rock or Starbucks or Harley Davidson and going, geez, there's just a couple of them. I think any brain could do it. I just, I'm wondering if somebody were listening to the show and they're working for a bank or an insurance company, or they're a funeral director or they're a clown or whatever, how can they be differentiated? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm no product development specialist, but I have worked in branding and marketing my entire career. And this is one thing that I know for sure, is that instead of asking the question, like, how do we create products that will appeal to everyone? Or how do we create, you know, how do we, you know, seem to be caring about these issues, which it's so obvious, so transparent, the brands that we're trying to jump on different social issue bandwagons these days. I mean, you yeah. have companies that were like all of a sudden putting out these, you know, sending you these random emails, like, just so you know, we care about Black Lives Matter. It's like, okay, the fact that you even had to tell us that, <laughs> like, you know, and, and then you have someone like, you know, I mean, like Ben and Jerry's, which has political statements woven into the fabric of their product yeah, for the last 20 years, even after they were acquired by, you know, Unilever or whoever, however long ago. And I mean, so it's, it's the same question. The classic question is, you know, who are you actually? What do you actually stand for? What, what does your product actually do and for whom? And work backwards from there. Because when you try to say, like, how can we appeal to these people? It's just the wrong question. It's like, start with where you are, what you have. You know, looking yourself in the mirror and doing an honest evaluation. You know, who are we really for? Because if you're everything to everyone, you are nothing to no one. And That's it's right. so, so true. I mean, I had a conversation the other day with them. Um, you know, one of the the strategists on my team and, and they were like, well, how do we appeal to this market? And I'm like, we don't <laughs> like, yeah. like we don't like, but there's revenue there and it's, you can capture this and this percent and then and that. And I'm like, guys, they're going to figure us out now or they're going to figure us out later. Like this is a lose lose. <laughs> like let's just be for who we're for and, and not try to be for everyone. Just release yourself from it's so much better to go deep and narrow on, on, who already is going to gravitate towards you than to try to reinvent new arms or product lines or or marketing catchphrases to like capture more of the of the market it's like just just fish for the fish that are already attracted to you i mean that's that's where i've always operated as a marketer as a brand ambassador and just as a human you know i, I just think it's kind of the only way to live 
Here's here's how I think of Aaron King. I'm looking at Brant because he's sitting across me right now. I, you know, she has become in my mind a professional podcast guest, right? And I know that she's done her own stuff. I yes. mean, I'm watching the you know the ten quarantine question Zoom series that she did, which you were on. Yes, it was. Um, and I think the mark of a great interviewer is not only pulling out all this great information from all these people that you actually interview, but as a guest, I already knew that that was going to be your answer because you're so authentic in the way that you deliver that and i've just i've been able to watch a lot of the stuff that you're doing online and in fact i know you're about to launch your own podcast right yeah. tell us about that Yay. well um i just felt like the world needed another podcast yes we needed one more yes. we were like, looking for we someone need, we, we need more podcasts in this world this is a need that i'm going to fill no um it's called Highlights, and we're talking about big ideas from great books. So if you have a favorite author or a favorite book that has changed your life, please message me at King on Instagram, because I'd love to read it. Is it wrong to suggest your own book? Yes. Is that bad? <laughs> do we know anybody that has a book? There's the dude or two. I, just wish, I wish we knew someone who was writing a book about individuality. Gosh. Like someone shot a whiskey. I wish know we had anyone. someone with enough swagger and balls to just come out and ask it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to put our own links in the show notes. It's not a problem. We will edit this later. Actually, right, I, I am now thinking. Hashtag black sheep. Yes. Yes. Is that wrong? Boom. She remembered. wrong? I love it. I just love that we're going to put the word dutitude in the show notes. And yeah. I don't know where we're sending people. There's I want. We need to co-host a podcast with you called Dutitude. Dutitude. That would be perfect. Yes. She noters dutitude and audacity. That's right. That's that's what I got out of it. Dutitude should be the first single from the she noters. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be very disappointed if it's not. Can you guys be our backup dancers? Heck yes. Are you kidding me? I've already got my midriff on right now. Two cages right behind them. is a professional dancer so she will help you guys with your moves i have seen her ball <laughs> dancing videos that she has yeah. posted on occasion it's not ball dancing it's ballroom dancing yeah, <laughs> yeah those are two totally different things i don't that's know where your mind was you but have to ask Tom about that dance i don't know about that, that is that's, that's definitely a different genre <laughs> oh my gosh that was a freudian <laughs> yeah that was bad that's also going in the notes <laughs> somewhere edit Aaron, where where can people stay connected to you? Where can they get some more of this awesome Aaron Kingness? Uh, well, if you're in Laguna Beach, give me a shout. And if not, uh, on Instagram, at Mrs.Aaron.King. Got it. That is so fantastic. I just man. can't wait to hashtag this episode <laughs> ball dancing. Ball dancing. <laughs> it's a new genre. Uh, invented it. I don't know what rabbit hole that's going to take you, but uh, good luck with a whole new genre. Well, we, we love you. Um, I can't wait to uh, ultimately be a guest on your show. I'm just following in Brand's footstep behind it. He promised me that by getting you on the Get show, that line. would make it happen. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that you were Mr. Mr. Hard Rock, so my memories of rehab. I mean, you know you're invited. <laughs> All right. I need to see those pictures because uh, they're not coming out. Ever. In heck. I'll describe them to you. Anyway. Excellent. Even that would be crazy. Well, listen, thank you so much for just taking a few moments to spend some time with us. You're a complete joy and and the stuff that you're doing out there in person, online, whatever it is. I mean, all you got to do is just Google your name and you've got so many pages of awesome stuff to look at. And we're just so thankful. I knew that uh, when Brant first mentioned your name and I watched the uh, the episode that he was on when you were doing the Zoom series, I just knew we had to have you on here. So this and is, to be honest, we're great. both afraid of Neen. So it right. was like we had to have you on. Right, exactly. Or else she was going <laughs> to 
come she after us. She is 5'1 of mm. Aussie. Yeah, mm. she is. If she's 5'1, yeah, she's, she's wearing four-inch heels. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Spiky ones. <laughs> I can do the math. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Rockstar, we're going to let you go, but thank you so much. Right, you are quite Thanks the bomb. Thank we'll you talk to you so fun. much. Take care. Rock on. All right. Cheers. Hey, Rockstars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!